Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Afternoon, Hannah. Hello, Mary. How are you? Um, amazing. Good. I'm good. As always. I'm very glad. I'm happy. I'm relaxed. Did some yoga with my favorite sister. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. There's some kind of joke in there. Like, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> wow. All right. Oh. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Han and I are here with you. We're the captains of the boat. We're here to fill your brains with all kinds of stuff that you probably never needed to know. Probably. But since, you'll be better for knowing. And since we're your captains, we'll see how many of you jump shit by the end of this. <laughs> probably the two of us at this table are going to do that. <laughs> Please keep your arms and legs inside the rod at all times. Good plan. All right. Good plan. We're going to go through a little turbulent water. It's possible. All right, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Get your phone out. Yes. Did you pee? Yes. All right. Did it while we were doing yoga. Oh, thank God. Thought it was the only one. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> saying things just to get a reaction from you. I know. That's why I tell the stories I tell. I'm ready for today. All right. Got your reactions ready? I do. Good. Let's get this show on the road. All what right. is going on next week in the other podcast? Murder, Mischief, and Moscato on Wednesday the 15th. Um, the episode is, in t is titled Smile for Me When I Am Gone. Um, the title came from a poem that this young lady actually wrote. Yes. Jamie Michelle Fraley. Young, beautiful woman. We're going to learn all about her and what happened to her. Um, we're going to learn about that next week. Yeah. Another one bites the dust corner. Barbara May Tucker. Nice. Yeah, so join us on Wednesday at Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. You will not be sorry. Absolutely true. Will not be sorry. All right, what do you got? I've got a national day for us. Okay. Did you know that September 12th is National Chocolate Milkshake Day? This does not look like a chocolate milkshake in my glass. Oh, we could have done that. Had I realized, I'd have planned a little better. I know I have some dark cocoa liqueur. Yeah, I, di I didn't plan this one quite as we well We could have today. mixed that with your Godiva chocolate. Oh, my gosh. A little bit of chocolate ice cream. Ugh. Sent okay. you to work on overload. Oh, man. I know, because I do have to go to work when we're done here. This is freaking... Anyway. Chocolate milkshake day. Sorry. Chocolate milkshake day. Ice cream, chocolate, what more do you need? It's amazing. So today, just forget the calories, just for the day, just for half an hour, and enjoy a thick, delicious, cold chocolate milkshake. That makes your mouth happy. I oh mean, honestly, Unless a good you're... chocolate milkshake makes your oh, mouth yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, they come with all kinds of different things now. Malt powder started being added back in, like, the 20s and 30s. You can get them with all kinds of, you know, different things added to them. Coconut and pecans and caramel and God only knows what. But, yeah. So, enjoy a chocolate milkshake at your favorite restaurant. 
soda fountain if you can find one. We happen to be lucky enough to have one not too far from us. Yes, that was a lot of fun that when was, we went. That was awesome. That was so much fun. If you've never tried a malted milkshake and you are do not have an allergy to wheat or gluten, try a malted one. It's kind of like having a Whopper. It's great. Okay. Definitely worth a try. And don't forget the whipped cream. Oh, God, yeah. They make chocolate whipped cream, too. I know they do. Mm-hmm. They also make... They also make alcohol-infused chocolate with Oh, cream. yeah. All right. All right. September 12th. Happy Sunday, everybody. National Just One Human Family Day on September 12th encourages us to reflect on the human race as a single family who shares a planet. In 2020, the world population had grown to 7.8 billion people. That is a lot of family sharing. It definitely is. Definitely is. So Just One Human Family Day reminds us that as a human race, we have a responsibility to each other. While we all come from a very different backgrounds, we speak different languages, we believe differently, we are all human beings. We all bleed exactly the same. Yep. Our experiences vary, our abilities and our weaknesses differ, and another sure thing that we do share is that we all live on this one planet. That's right. So everybody is just part of this whole One Human Family Day. So the day aims for harmony around the world. It's a huge undertaking. It's one that's going to require a lot of effort from each and every one of us. It is hard enough getting the members of your own household to do the things you ask. Imagine imagine getting the entire world's population to do it. In 2021, so this year, a gentleman by the name of Shad Finney founded Just One Human Family Day to unite the world in harmony. Nice. He was inspired to start the National Day after witnessing a vocal group perform the song We Share Just One Planet, which was written by Stephen Sarah. Sorry. He was inspired to start the National Day after witnessing a vocal group perform the song We Share One Planet, written by Sarah Stevens and Catherine Marchese. They wrote the song following the attack on the United States on September 11th of 2001. Oh. So Shad Finney, he is a Colorado children's author. He actually set out in 1991. He walked across the country, and he was promoting children's programs. Okay. He began his journey with no money in his pocket, and he just relied on the kindness of others, human kindness, to help him in his mission. During the course of the walk, Shad Finney advocated for the World Summit for Children, and he also helped establish the Family Preservation Act with the Child Welfare League of America. Finney hopes by establishing Just One Human Family Day... Quote, to celebrate and contemplate the image of humanity as one human family. If a dream was a place between reality and fiction, and the never-ending story of love could exist, then a dream is where I shall dwell with anticipation of an accomplice to his story. As history repeats itself, so does the triumphal song of a healing love that conquers all. In reflection of the tragedy of 9-11 and all who have been affected, may a seed of healing Love that conquers all growing within you, end quote. So it's basically about being together, healing, not worrying about what's different, not worrying about who did what, who did what, or why someone believes something we don't believe. It's about being together, about coming together, about what can we do together. That's amazing. That's a great goal. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. All right. Do you have a tidbit for us? No, let's talk about our drink. Oh, yeah, our drink. Our drink before it's gone. So. Do we have a name for this drink? Oh, my God. Okay. We'll just call it Oh, my God. <laughs> OMG. 
OMG. Um, this is a tasty little concoction that I kind of threw together off the top of my head. Uh, it consists of orange sherbet, peach schnapps, and white cranberry juice. It is amazing. There isn't really a recipe. I just tipped the peach schnapps bottle and said, one, two, three. Looks like it needs a little more for it. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then filled the rest of the day up with cranberry juice because there was already sherbet in the glass. Yeah. And it was amazing. It is really it's good. It's really good. It's a good summer drink. It is. Very light, very refreshing. It's very warm and sunny out today, so it's great. It's a great day. A lot of sun, birds, yeah. butterflies, flowers. Yeah. yeah. So Lots and lots of amazing stuff. So, Mary, have yeah. you any tidbit for oh, us We now? all have tidbits. Of course we do. I'll start with this one. We do a lot of talking about crocodiles and alligators on this podcast. We do. I don't know why, but we just keep finding these <laughs> stories. That is the truth. So, we all know that crocodiles aren't cute. They're not fluffy. No. But maybe, have you ever thought about that? Maybe they just need a chance to win your heart over. Do you ever think about it that way, from their point of view? Maybe they just are trying to win your heart over. No, no, no. I can't. I can't go with that. This is a mini story about Cheeto and Pancho. Okay. And the unexpected rewards of an act. Okay. About 20 years ago, there was a five-meter-long crocodile that lay severely injured on the bank of a river that I cannot pronounce in Costa Rica. Okay. The alligator, I'm sorry, the crocodile. (laughs) The crocodile had been shot by a farmer. Lucky for the crocodile, a kind local named Cheeto couldn't bear to let him die. So Cheeto rescued Pancho. Okay. And he nursed him back to health. And when the crocodile had regained his strength, Cheeto took him back along the river to release him. But Pancho didn't really want to be left behind, and he followed Cheeto home. So with permission from the Minister of en- for Environment and the help of a vet, Cheeto looked after Pancho for nearly 20 years. As their bond strengthened over the years, Cheeto and Pancho grew to trust each other so completely that they actually spent hours every day swimming and playing together. Aww. Remarkably... Pancho the crocodile was gentle, and he was patient with his human companion, and he would even respond to his name when he was called. Thousands of tourists, science, scientists, and animal behavior experts came to see Cheeto and Pancho having fun. Okay. After many, many years of friendship, Pancho the crocodile died of natural causes last year at the age of 50. Hundreds of people attended his funeral. Cheeto was naturally devastated by his death, but continues to share his friend's story to raise awareness about just how special crocodiles are. Now we know how I feel about wild animals being kept as pets. Yep. We, they, they just don't. Don't do it. It's not right. It's not natural. It is so wrong on many levels. However, one, an, an, bleh, one animal behaviorist said that there was a great... Uh, the, the reason that Pancho actually responded to Cheeto that way was because of the bullet wound actually changed his brain okay which kind of does make sense because normally no i would never ever ever advocate for that but apparently maybe it was in his front temporal lobe (laughs) (laughs) okay and changed his personality so it's a cool story well i have a little one for us wonderful you always have good ones a man in india has died after chewing on a baby snake (laughs) 
in an apparent revenge attack on the reptile. Oh, for God's sakes. Revenge on a baby snake. Yeah. So, we both know I'm not great with languages. We're going with Rama Mato. He was 65 years old. You could just call him the idiot. <laughs> I don't know whether to call him the victim or not, because... No. Or the perpetrator, because... He's a perpetrator. He captured and bit a baby viper in retaliation for an earlier attack outside his home. Okay. So, he was attacked by a snake outside his home, so he captures another baby. No, hold on. Okay. So, he was allegedly intoxicated at the time. Ah, uh, this is my shock face. <laughs> right? You, what? <laughs> he was sitting out in front of his house, and the baby snake reportedly bit him on the leg. Snakes don't generally bite unless they're provoked. I... They would much rather leave you alone. You are not prey to them. He eventually managed to capture this baby viper. After it bit him. And in a surprising twist, decided to enact his own form of revenge on the animal. His family said that he was bitten more than ten times on the face while chewing on the snake. Jesus Christ! Show's over. (laughs) He eventually... He eventually discarded the reptile... My God! In a nearby tree. What, you just tossed him? I don't know. Alive or dead? Doesn't say, and I I kind of, I don't know if I want to know. So his family urged him to go to the hospital and seek treatment, which he refused to do and instead just chose to go in and go to bed. Because he figured that the snake was a baby and therefore it wasn't going to harm him. Okay, so he got bit on the leg. And then he got bit at least and ten then times. And he got bit at least ten times on the face. Yes, by this baby viper. You're just you're. So he went to bed, and he was found dead the next morning. Thank God. The official cause of death has not yet been recorded. Oh, I wonder why. Stupidity. Darwin Award. He is definitely a Darwin Award winner, right there in the making. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear God! What an ass. I mean, literally, you can't say anything else, but he's an ass. So there you go. That's my, uh, oh, that is my tidbit. Oh, my God. All right. My last tidbit. Yes. We're all aware of the Lincoln Memorial in the United States. Yes. It has a lot of historic value. Yes. It means a lot to many, many Americans. Yes. The Lincoln Memorial holds an honored place in America. That is one of the reasons that leaders use it. When they have a big or very special announcement, when they make a big special speech, celebrations are held there. Right. It's a big deal. It's not really clear if what happened in front of this beautiful, honored monument on August 17th of 2021 really meets any of those criteria. Okay. But here goes. Okay. Angelia Lynn Johnston. Okay. She is a self-described retired United States intelligent office. Intelligent Official. Okay. Held a news conference that day. All right. She held it at the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. I'm going to use the words news conference in with a great deal of caution. Okay. At said news conference, Angelia explained she had been in contact with aliens at their base in the Mojave Desert. Oh, for the love of God. Angelia also claimed that she would be taking astronauts and scientists to the secret base to meet with these higher beings. Oh. She claims she met two strangers who showed her the tunnels to the alien base. 
And upon entering the tunnel, she immediately met two alien life forms from two separate races who communicated with her telepathically. Okay. Somewhere deep in the Mojave Desert in the southwest of the United States is a hidden base inside a mountain where extraterrestrials live. Oh, okay. This meeting with the astronauts and scientists will happen before the end of 2021. This news conference was streamed live. I did not watch it. I chose not to watch it. I'm because glad you I chose- already have really choice words for this specimen of the female human being. I'm glad you preserved your brain cells. And I really have to question the sanity of anyone who is in the belief that this woman is in any type of control of her faculties. I also do not recommend any of our listeners go out to the Mojave Desert to look for the tunnel. Yes, please do not recommend that. Do not recommend. All right. Which leads us to our story. Okay. The title of the story is Unusual Love in Unusual Places. Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome, Izzy. Hi. Are you tired of the normal dating scene? Oh God, yes. Have you been stood up? Thank God, no. I mean, yeah. Have you been stuck with Mr. Boring? 100%. Mr. (laughs) Creepy? Oh, yeah. My last boyfriend. Have you found out that maybe your partner was married? Uh, And not to you? No, I I thankfully haven't been down that road. I am too young for that to happen to me, so. Well, if any of these apply, you're not alone. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. Mm -mm. Instant attraction? Yes. Yes. Electric spark? No. No. Eyes meeting across the room and you just know. (laughs) No. No, I I can't say I do. I have a story for you that covers. Ooh. Kind of scared for that. You might want to (laughs) be. I write my stories with the thought of your mother's reactions in mind. We as humans live in a world where dating often requires a lot of work. That hard work often comes with a little bit of disappointment. A little rejection, a little uncertainty. So I can understand that the thought of falling in love at first sight has a lot of appeal. There's just no work involved. Everything's there. It's happening. Why does this sound like every single Disney movie ever? You can hang on to that thought. (laughs) (laughs) According to an article in Psychology Today from 2018... People actually do report experiencing love at first sight in the instant that they encounter a person. I'm going to explain this. People are also more likely to fall in love at first sight with beautiful people. Strangers who are physically attractive. Because who wants to fall in love with track at first sight? Fiona. Men report love at first sight more than women do. But whether this translates into a real relationship is the subject for another story. Not this one. Okay. Love at first sight isn't actually, it doesn't have to be mutual. Most often it's not mutual. In fact, (laughs) I haven't even gotten to the funny show yet. (laughs) It's only funny if you laugh or if you live my life. Poor mom. That is true. In fact, a comparison of participant reports of love at first sight showed that love at first sight is typically a one-sided phenomenon. This suggests that shared instant love isn't actually common. The researchers suspect, however, that one's one partner's intense initial experience can shape the other person's recollection. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
Love at first sight isn't really love, the kind of qualities that are known to reflect love, such as intimacy, commitment, and passion, are not usually really strong in those first moments when people say that they've fallen in love at first sight. Okay, to sum this up, love at first sight actually is experienced by people, but not so much. It's not really love or passion. It's a strong pull or attraction that makes someone particularly open to the possibilities of a relationship. Okay. Love at first sight can happen multiple times. And maybe the instances where it fizzles out or simply never translates into a relationship are just forgotten. I feel like that's a majority of high school girls or people who are just terribly afraid of being alone. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I think especially with young people, they don't understand, like, what actual attraction is. Right. Yeah. But when love at first sight does launch a sustained relationship, the story is a great one. But I digress, because that's really not what our story's about either. <laughs> All right. Next question. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> what What does alien believing in aliens have to do with Believing in love at first sight. Don't I usually tie stuff together? She does. Do you believe in aliens? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay. Do you? I believe that there is the possibility of life on other planets, but not aliens as they have been portrayed to us by other humans. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I think that's really fair. I do. People from outer space. Do you believe in spaceships? Mom? I believe that it is entirely possible that there are planets outside of our galaxy that are inhabited by creatures who are intelligent enough to have built some sort of spaceship, yes. Okay, well that covers the next question of life on other planets. She kind of does believe that it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. But she's, uh, she's kind of on the fence. She can go either way, so she can have a conversation with either side. Yeah. Do you believe in alien abductions? No. No, because why would aliens ever, ever want to abduct a human. They'd only we done it once. They would have only done it once. You are right. I totally agree with you there. Well, more than half of all American adults and over 60% of young Americans believe in intelligent extraterrestrial life. You are not among them. <laughs> According to the University of Birmingham, some psychologists say that believing you have been abducted by aliens is a result of combining ASP, which is awareness during sleep paralysis. And you combine that with accompanying hallucinations. During ASP, abductees report visual hallucinations, including lights, animals, strange figures, demons. Auditory hallucinations include heavy footsteps, humming, or buzzing noises. What is interesting about the case of alien abduction beliefs then is that they were extremely bizarre, and yet they are formed by individuals reasoning in a perfectly normal way. So for the most part, these are perfectly normal, intelligent human beings who believe they've experienced this. And we've heard stories. Now, we have I have stories. a question. Do the people who believe they've been abducted by aliens or have experienced all these things, do they have stories that are similar? Do they say a lot oh, of hey. them do seem to be a lot of them that I can recall right off the top of my head? Yeah, do seem to be similar. 
But how much of that is influenced by movies, shows, or things, other reports that they've read or yes. heard? Yeah, that was right. my next question. Yeah. Hey, I dated a guy who used to claim he was abducted by aliens once every other year. Every other year? Every other year. Only, so biannual, biannually. Biannually, but I will say, I think it was like the excuse he was using in case I ever woke up in the middle of the night and he was gone because it turns out he was cheating on me. I don't have any a lot of exes to talk about, so... All right. So, in a scenario too outlandish for men in black, a UK woman claims that she is dating an alien who abducted her after she began sick of human beings. I'd be all right with that as long as he wants to pay my bills. <laughs> he doesn't have human money. He can't. Not my problem. We all have those days where we're kind of sick of human beings. Oh, God. But I don't think we've any of us at this table have carried it quite to that extreme. No, I've never hoped to be abducted so, by aliens. Now the UK woman wants to normalize interspecies relationships. This should be something available to everyone. Well, there aren't any laws against it. Everyone should try this. I mean, there are people who wish they could be married to dogs. Hey, we did a story about a woman who was married to a ghost pirate. Yes, we did. She got a divorce, too. He tried to kill her. Oh, that is so terrifying. That is spooky. Yes. She got a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know what this woman in the UK is smoking. They obviously smoke different things over there than we smoke over here. We have a listener in the UK. We'd like some feedback, please. We, we have a couple of listeners in the UK. Okay, we'd like some feedback, guys. All right. Please share So us. this woman in the UK claims, and this is a direct quote, he doesn't want me just for sex, and he won't lie to me like many men on earth. That's the end of the quote. How does she know? London actress Abby Bella told a news agency of her alleged super long-distance relationship which she frequently does post about on her Instagram page. How do they communicate? Most people, in my opinion, can't even make a regular relationship work. (laughs) And then they have a real big difficulty when one moves to a state, another state. And God forbid that they partner should move to another country. I don't even want to see those long-distance bills. (laughs) No shit. So the 30-something, she won't tell anybody what her real age is. She's an actress. Her intergalactic romance reportedly began... After she joked online one day that she wanted an alien to abduct her because she was actually bored of the pandemic. Weren't we all bored of the pandemic? My answer was to clean cupboards and cabinets, including my liquor. Mine was to sleep way more than I typically do, which is a lot. I don't know about you guys, but she already sounds like a whack job to me. Okay. So, before you could say E.T. phone home, the Wishbone star allegedly came true for Bella, who claims... After I made the statement about being abducted by an alien, I started dreaming about a white light every night. And on May 31st, a voice in my dream said, wait, in the usual spot. Although she had never heard the voice before, she knew exactly what he meant. So the intergalactic woman wannabe traveler decided to wait by her window the next evening. My questions, I have so many of them, and most of them kind of center around her not quite normalcy. I'm just trying really hard not to laugh. You can laugh. You can I laugh. I didn't want to laugh while you were talking because that's kind of rude. Well, <laughs> you can laugh. So she knew what he meant. She knew exactly where she was supposed to be at. I'm 
Not sure what she's on again, but obviously she's not sharing with any of us at this table. I love that he speaks English Here. into her head. Yes. Yeah. And it must be a male voice because she said I knew what he meant. So he must be speaking in a male voice. Either that or it's a woman who... Really deep, like like the heavy whiskey smoke, cigarette smoking woman. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. really hope that... Wait for me. There's a usable <laughs> spot. Oh, that's... Sorry, that's Belinda Blake. <laughs> I was just going to say, isn't that the Duchess? <laughs> Wait for me. The usable spot. I would like to say that if an alien is going to speak to me in my head, I really hope that he can sound like Chris Hemsworth. Thor? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I would be all right with that. For me, it would I would knock before be... you go in that night. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it would either be Ryan Reynolds or Tom Holland. I think you're going to fight Antlin for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to fight my own boyfriend for Ryan Reynolds. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. She's very confident in his whatever you want to call it. All right. So apparently the sex-starved sex stargazer. They make toys for that. Get on her Instagram, let her know. She drifts off to sleep. She's sitting by her window and she goes to sleep by her window. It's like a little window seat. Who does that? I mean, really, who does that? I feel like a lot of people actually do that. After she drifts off to sleep, a flying saucer appears outside her window about 12.15 in the morning. How does she know what time it is? She's sleeping. Were there witnesses? I did not find any witnesses for this story. Did they call the police? It turns out it's a bunch of, like, little kids, like, maybe 12-year-olds, just throwing one of those light-up frisbees by Ooh. her window. That would be funny as hell. That would be. <laughs> that would be. All right. So we have a flying saucer appears outside her window quarter after midnight, whereupon a bright green beam transported her up to the UFO. This is her story. My thought, pretty normal stuff for an alien abduction. That's my opinion, at least from everything I've heard. But I kind of thought you had to be outside to be beamed up. But how do I really know? Because I've never been abducted yet. Well, I would just I'm like to say that... Instagram, though. I'm getting on our Instagram <laughs> hey, page. Hey, my ex said he was abducted every other year from bed, so... Oh, from bed. Maybe the beam makes it so you <laughs> just... Right through the wall. Yeah, exactly. Right through the wall. Right through the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Right through just through objects okay. like a ghost. Okay. Like Once a aboard... ghost? <laughs> yes. Once aboard the flying saucer, Bella said she encountered five aliens. Orgy! <laughs> which had very tall and slender human-type forms. She couldn't see them clearly, and they telepathically told her that she was not ready to see them in their true form. But from what she could see, they had a slight green hue, big black eyes with human features such as eyebrows. Now, if you can't really see them, but you can see their eyebrows, they probably need a pair of tweezers. <laughs> Just... Somebody take the Sharpie away. Still sounds pretty typical for alien abductions for me. I don't think there's anything new here. Most pictures I have seen kind of resemble that whole green hue, slender. Big eyes. Yeah, I literally eyes. just went to Craig's Cruisers, and one of the things you could get with tickets was a ginormous, like, seven-foot-tall alien oh thing. Oh, my God. That would have been funny. I'd have died laughing if you'd walked in the door with that. <laughs> my personal opinion is if I can't see him in their true form, that kind of sounds like a lot of people I know here on Earth. Mm, yeah. So the awestruck... Alleged abductee 
was initially worried that she would be stuck on the spaceship permanently. But after only a few seconds, she realized that it was really, it was about love. I know I keep saying this, but what the fuck? I feel like this gives a whole new meaning to love at first sight. I love the face that mom makes every time you mention love. Love! (laughs) It is the best looking face. She looks so concerned. So Bella expressed that there was one alien who connected with her, and the alien expressed his feelings to her. Oh, he connected with her all right. <laughs> she says of this of her interstellar suitor. I, my question is exactly how does an alien that won't show you his true form express his true feelings? With his long, slender alien probe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We've ever heard that on this podcast before. <laughs> Leaving that in. <laughs> she says she didn't get his name. Oh, shit. But she felt exactly the same for him. True love. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, seriously, what the hell? You don't know his name, but it's true love. This is true love at first sight, Hannah. Should we take guesses at what his name might be? We never find out. We're Uh, never going to find out. She said that the alien to whom she has given her heart comes from the Andromeda Galaxy, and she is looking forward to meeting her lover again. Can you pronounce delusional? (laughs) Delusional. Whatever she's on, I want some. Hold on. I telepathically know his name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's hallucination. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Like I said, whatever she's on, I want some. No, you don't. You don't need imaginary alien lovers. She or ghost pirates. Bella states that it felt like being in love times a hundred. And while supposedly claiming that dating a human is taboo for their race or species or I'm not sure what you call it. People from their planet. Her interplanetary lover was willing to give it a go. He's willing to throw everything he's known all his life aside (laughs) for this delusional crack smoking human from our crazy ass world. Speaking of alien life, how long do you think aliens would live? I mean, it depends on what planet they come from. Because there are some who could probably live, you know, hundreds and hundreds of mm-hmm. years, and others who live, like, 24 two. hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <coughs> like a mayfly. My question is, what happens to him if he does have a human girlfriend? Does he lose his supposed super alien powers? Does he resort back to his true form? Can he no longer speak to her telepathically? Her friend, His friends refuse to bring him back. What happens if they have a baby, an alien and human baby? What would that... Who gets custody? How do, how do you prove... Good point. How do you prove parentage? Imagine they have human features, but then besides the eyes, their eyes are and just ginormous. Looks like they're possessed by the devil. Their eyebrows make unibrow look good. I'm dusting my floor with the baby's eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) However, Bella alleges that she, obviously, she declined his invitation to stay for fear of being imprisoned. And after only 20 minutes, she's returned safely home. 20 minutes? Didn't last long. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, hold on. Let's no, see. No, they're still in love. They're still dating. Hold on. Wait. I just want to know. How long does it take to get there and get back? That must be one really, really fast light beam probe, whatever you, you guys want to call it. That must be one really quick way up. And way down? And way down, yeah. Dear God. Good question. I talk, I to, mean, a, I talk yeah. to a lot of guys who don't even have my name after 20 minutes. Forget being in love with them. So, while it appears that her alien acquaintance may be off-planet, they're not stuck in the friend zone. Because they are lovers. They are dating. They've had sex. I hope he comes back, she says, and I am willing to visit the Andromeda Galaxy, which is where he lives. This is according to our very heartsick space cadet, who actually keeps an overnight bag by her window in the event that her lover returns for some more nebular nookie. I know what their baby's name would be. Imagination. <laughs> that works, hallucination. That works. Yeah. Oh, my. Apparently, Nation's last name. (laughs) Yes. Here's my thought. Maybe she should check for him on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Or here's some suggestions. Hold on, wait. If it's a son, they can name it Illusion. That didn't work so well. Sorry. (laughs) So, maybe she should check for him on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or... Try LinkedIn. Do aliens even have these social media platforms, though? That is well, if the she looked on question. him, she might find out. She could look on Adult Friend Finder. Check the classified ads for the for the missed connections. Adult Friend Finder claims to be the best hookup site for swingers and threesomes. What? She could check for him on Seeking. Did you just say Adult Friend Finder? <laughs> yes, it's a website. Oh. My God. <laughs> oh, try Craigslist. I don't have it on my list. I know. I'm saying she might, down she, that. she might try Craigslist. Try I, eBay. Tinder? OnlyFans? Bumblebee? <laughs> Only fish? <gasps> Aliens only. <laughs> <laughs> Extraterrestrial.com. ET.com. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> We've hijacked your story. <laughs> We're coming up with great ideas. Yeah, you are. I think you should start your own websites. For aliens only. She could try looking for him on Seeking, which claims to have the most attractive members of any hookup site. Okay. She could look for him on Ashley Madison. Casey's married. Which claims to be the best NSA hookup site. What's NSA? I forgot to look that up. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know what the alien or ET's only No sex allowed. <coughs> I know what their jingle would be. You don't have to be lonely at ETsOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> it would work with aliens too. Yeah. I think Johanna just snotted out herself. <laughs> She could check on Bumble, which claims to be the best adult dating app for women. Oh, it's called Bumble, not Bumblebee. She could claim she could check on Tinder, which claims to be the best dating app for hooking up. Oh, how about OkCupid? I think that's a little bit... No. I don't think that's risque enough. No? No, I think that's too easy. Oh, okay. oh wait. Only, only fans wouldn't work because apparently they changed the rule to you can't show explicit pictures. So yes. basically, everybody on OnlyFans now... 
is showing pictures of their shoulders or feet, most likely. So here's my question. When it comes to aliens, what exactly is explicit? That is a it's very... It's the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Love, unusual. Love in unusual places. Oh, my God. You know how at schools, girls get in trouble for showing their shoulders? What do female young aliens get in trouble for at school? Do they get in trouble for showing their unibrow? Or No, that's the guys. Oh, that's the how guys. Do you, how do you know? How? You are making assumptions. No, I'm not. Exactly. Trust me, I know. Do they get in trouble for it's showing their hands? Oh, it's their ears. Wait, I thought aliens didn't have ears. Oh, no, aliens have ears. How do you know if you've never seen them and you're really impressed about them? No. But then again, I can't tell you because then I'll have to kill you. Okay, but then again, (laughs) maybe you just should. Then again, Aunt Mary and I are going strictly based off stories and movies. So I'm going based off what my ex told me. (laughs) Female aliens, it's the ears. They're not allowed to show their ears, yeah. What about noses? Nope. No. No No. noses? Just the ears. Guys, it's the... Guys, it's the eyebrows. Girls, it's the ears. Wait. Hold on. Just made that shit up, did you? (laughs) (laughs) If female aliens are not allowed to show their ears, what if they're not allowed to show their noses? Would they all have to... They would have to wear this thing that goes across their nose and over their ears? Or or it's a mask. (laughs) (laughs) They have their own version of coronavirus. (laughs) No, what if they all have to just go get nose jobs so they can take their noses off? Oh, maybe they have detachable noses. Maybe. Like Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Thank God, because, you know, those things are weapons. I know. Anyway, fun little story for a fun little day. That was a fun story. Yes. Thank you to everyone who stopped by and lent us their ear, including Isabel. We hope you enjoyed our story today. Mary was very entertaining. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, same initials. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, tell Mary. Joanna doesn't want to hear. I do. Hit me with them. I love yeah. it. No. The more bizarre, the better, as long as I can back up the story. Yes, we love to hear your suggestions. Yes, yes we story do. Story ideas. If you if you have, like, a family story that's kind of weird, send it to us. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. If you <laughs> have come across something bizarre that you would like to have us share with the world, let us know. We're happy to do some research into it, write up a story, and get it out there. Oh, yeah. If you have enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast, leave us a rating, and a review. That helps not just us know how we're doing. It helps us get our name out there so the rest of the world can find us. You can find us pretty much everywhere that a podcast can be streamed. Not just on whatever you happen to be listening to, but if you have friends who listen on different platforms and they're interested, we're probably there too. All right, Mary, any final thoughts? I do not have any final thoughts. I very seldom do because by the time we're done with this, my brain is usually like cornmeal mush overcooked. Well, thank God. You know why? Aliens probably aren't going to take you. Damn it. And if they do, they're bringing you back. They're bringing me right back. We're talking three-minute ride. I don't even know if you're going to get that far. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. Bye.